Matthew chapter 13 is where we're headed, starting at verse 47. Thank you. Thank you. Verses 47 through 50, I'm reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures, and here's how it reads. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is, well, this is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verses 47 through 50 of Matthew chapter 13. You may be seated. I told the leaders a few months ago our theme for 2024 will not change. We do not have a new theme. We are carrying over our theme from last year unto the least of these. We are reaching outside of the walls of the church, intentionally looking beyond ourselves, intentionally looking to share the love of God through the life-changing, transformational gospel of Jesus Christ looking to share with the least, the lost, and the left behind. It is the gospel, after all, that is the power of God which leads to salvation. And the Bible says, to everyone who believes, according to Romans chapter 1, verse 16, to everyone, say that, everyone, yeah. But it is easy to become complacent, to get saved, to get in the church, and then forget that there is still a world out there that does not know the Lord Jesus. And so in much of our preaching this year, we will keep looking at what the Bible says concerning reaching out, including all, serving all. Because the command for God, the command of God for us has not changed. The command is still go. Since I have all power, Jesus says, go and teach all nations, that is, all people groups. And so that's what we need to do. And we need to prepare ourselves for the harvest of souls. With that in mind, today our journey leads us to Matthew chapter 13. And it's where we find Jesus speaking to a large group of people, speaking to multitudes of people. He has gone by the sea, and because there were so many people, he makes a ship his pulpit, goes out onto a ship and stands in the ship as the people stand on the shore and listen to him while he speaks in parables. 
parables, a, a word, uh, it simply means it's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. It's a story, it's a narrative that's used to illustrate or teach some spiritual truth. Jesus took the simple things, things that they were familiar with, to illustrate spiritual truths. This is one of Jesus' favorite ways of teaching. In verse 10 of the passage, the disciples come and ask him, Jesus, why are you teaching in parables? And Jesus gives a surprising answer. He says, because they haven't received the mysteries, the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but you have. This is why I speak to the crowds in parables. Although they see, they don't really see. Although they hear, they don't really hear or understand. What Isaiah prophesied has become completely true for them. You will hear to be sure, but never understand. You will certainly see, but never recognize what you are seeing. For this people's senses have become calloused, and they have become hard of hearing, and they've shut their eyes so that they won't see with their eyes or hear with their ears or understand stand with their minds and change their hearts and live that I may heal them happy are your eyes he says because they see happy are your ears because they hear I assure you that many prophets and righteous people wanted to see what you see and hear what you hear but they didn't in other words Jesus spoke some parables that were so clear that when anybody heard them immediately you knew what he was talking about but then there were others especially dealing with the kingdom that only children of the kingdom could understand and so Jesus then begins to explain to his disciples the parable that he has just given to his people, the parable about the seed, the sower, and the soils. How the seed is the gospel of the kingdom. You can go back and read in the chapter for yourself. And it's sown in different soils. The seed that falls on the path is when people hear the word of God about the kingdom and don't understand it. And the evil one comes and snatches what was planted in their hearts, snatches it away. And then there is the seed that falls in rocky soil. That refers to people who hear the word and receive it joyfully, but because there is no root, they don't become grounded, and so they don't last long. And as soon as they experience some distress, some trouble, they fall away. Then there's the seed that was spread among the thorny plants. This refers to those who hear the word, but the worries of this life and the false appeal of wealth choke the word, and it bears no fruit. And then finally, Jesus explains to them about the seed that was planted in good soil that refers to those who hear and understand, bear fruit and produce, in one case, a uh, hundredfold, in another case, 60-fold, in another case, 30-fold. So Jesus continues in his teaching. He expounds to them what the kingdom of heaven is like, still using parables. He tells the parable of the wheat and the weed. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like somebody who plants good seed in his field, and while everybody is asleep, an enemy comes in and plants some weeds among the wheat and then goes away. And then when everything starts to grow, it's not just the wheat growing, but the wheat and the weeds are growing together. And the servants of the landowner come and say to him, uh, Master, didn't you plant good seed in your field? Then how how is there wheat and weeds? An enemy has done this, he's, he says. Uh, the servants say to him, you want us to go and get out the weeds? And the landowner says, no, because if you go get the weeds right now, you'll pull up some of the wheat with the weeds. Instead, let them grow together. 
until his harvest time. And then at harvest time, I'll say to the harvesters, get the weeds out. Get them in bundles and burn them and bring the wheat to the barn. He goes on to tell them another parable about little and large, uh, talking about the mustard seed, right? The smallest of all seeds, but when it's planted, it grows up and it becomes such a plant that even the birds of the air can come and make a nest in that plant from that little itty seed. Then goes on to tell them about the leaven and the loaves, right? The kingdom of heaven is like a little yeast that a woman uh, took and put in some flour and that little bit of leaven, that little bit of yeast, worked its way all the way through the dough. Matthew says he left the crowd but he kept on teaching. He went into the house and he spoke the parable of what John Butler calls the treasure and trading. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that somebody hid in a field which someone else found out and covered up and then full of joy the finder goes and sells everything they have and buys the field because he knows there's a treasure in it. He goes on to talk about the pearl with great price. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in, in search of fine pearls. When he found one very precious pearl, he went and sold everything he had and bought it. And then finally, we come to our text for today. And I want to preach for just a little bit from the subject, caught. Caught. Jesus has been teaching in parables about the kingdom, the rule, the dominion of God. He says, the kingdom of God is like a fisherman casting a net into the sea. You got it? You could preach the sermon. Do you see it in the text? The kingdom of God is like a fisherman casting a net into the sea. Even though you could preach it, let me just point out a couple of truths and we'll be on our way. First, I want to talk about the casting of the net into the sea. The sea in this parable represents the world, humanity, mankind, womankind. Uh, Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 14 says you have made people like the fish in the sea and like the sea creatures that have no ruler so if the sea is the world and the fish is humankind what then is the net what is the thing which gathers the fish what is the net from which men and women cannot escape I want to offer today that the net is the gospel of Jesus Christ the good news of the kingdom. Good news. That's what gospel means. What, what is good news? Good news to somebody who ain't got nothing is that though he was rich, he being Jesus, for our sake he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. What is good news to one who is brokenhearted or depressed? The good news is in Psalm 34 verse 18. The Lord is close to those who are brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. What is good news? If you're sick, the good news is he was wounded. For our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him by his tribes were healed. What is the good news to the weak? Good news is his grace is sufficient. His strength is made perfect in weakness. What is the good news to the sinner? Here it is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world 
so that the world through him might be saved. That's good news. The net is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And my brothers and my sisters, it is that net, y'all hear me, it is that net that must leave these four walls. It is that net which must be cast into the great sea of today. I do have good, I got news for you. The gospel is still the power of God that leads to salvation. Hear me when I tell you, we can do all the gimmicks we want. We can have all the programs we want to. We can try to attract people with this or that benefit, but the power is in the gospel. Cast the net. If we want to see lives transformed, we got to cast the net. If we want to see our loved ones saved, we have to cast the net. If there is any hope for this hopeless world, we have to cast the net. We have to get the gospel out. The Lord will open the door. The Lord will create the opportunity. But when he does, we have to take advantage of it. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm glad that somebody caught the net, cast the net, and it caught me. May I borrow the words from a hymnologist today I was sinking deep in sin far from the peaceful shore I was very deeply stained within sinking to rise no more but the master of the sea heard my despairing cry and from the waters he lifted me now safe am I love lifted me that's the casting of the net but finally I told you I wasn't going to be long. Let me talk about the catch in the net. The master said, the kingdom is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind. Oh. Uh, may I point out what it does not say? Jesus does not say the kingdom is like spear fishing. When you get in the water and wait until you see a fish and you see the type of fish that you want and then you spear him individually where you can be picky. He doesn't even say that the kingdom is like pole fishing where you put the bait on the hook and you can cast it and catch a fish and if you don't like what's on the other end of the line you throw it back no he says the kingdom is like a, a net thrown into the sea where you have some of every kind of fish and they get trapped in the net together somebody shout caught listen church as we cast the net into the world are you ready for this we don't get to decide what type of fish gets caught in the gospel 
pastor, we need some professionals. We need, we need some doctors and some lawyers and some business owners. We, we, we need to attract some movers and shakers in this community so we can do what we want to do. Yeah, that, that's fine and that's true, but our net doesn't just attract doctors and lawyers. It also attracts custodians and fast food workers and drug dealers and street walkers and unemployed folks Reverend, we need some stable families in our church. We need some two-parent households with good values. Okay, that's fine. But our net also reaches single-parent families and non-traditional families. Pastor, we need to reach out to black people. That's great. But let me serve notice that this net is too big for just one race the gospel is for all people so don't be surprised when you find some people who don't look like us sound like us dress like us eat like us live like us some of all kind of people who are in the net the bible says some of every kind some black people and some white people and some yellow people and some red people and some brown our net will grab some rich people and some poor people some clean people some dirty people some people from the right side of the track some people from the wrong side of the track some people who grew up in church some people who ain't never been in church some straight people some gay people some sane people some insane people some PhDs some college dropouts some high school dropouts some middle school dropouts our net is inclusive I don't mean to scare you but this net catches liars and cheats and drunkards and slanderers I'm talking about the catch in the net oh, and truth be told thank God that this gospel net catches some of every kind because otherwise we wouldn't be in it <laughs> Paul said and such were some of you gospel is the only net that can catch you and clean you if you let it it'll work wonders in your life this this I'm I'm done this net is is not like other nets this net oh I wish I could preach this like I feel it this net will pick you up and turn you around this this net will take street walkers and make them into street missionaries. This, this net will take cheaters and make honest men out of them. This net will take your gambling addiction, your, your drug addiction, your food addiction, your pornography addiction. This net will set you straight. 
This net will turn your mourning into dancing. This net will put clapping in your hands and running in your feet. This net will put joy in your soul. This net will bring salvation. This net will bring healing and deliverance. Is there anybody who's just glad to be in the net? I wish you would help me close <laughs> and just tell three people around you, he caught me, he caught me, he caught me. I came to Jesus as I was. I was weary, wounded, and sad. But I found in him a resting place. And he has made me glad. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart I'm just glad he caught me I'm just glad he caught me I'm just glad he caught me when I was a boy Louise Lewis and and Louise Veal and and all my Sunday school teachers and Linda Guy and and, and brother Howard all them they they put the net together and and one Sunday morning in June of 1982 my daddy stood in the pulpit on 3300 West 3rd Street and threw out the net and before I knew it I was getting up from my seat in the sunshine band and came forward because I was caught so I surrendered is there anybody here who knows you're caught who's glad you've been caught some of all kind I can't tell you everything I was I won't tell you everything I did just know this when you look at me you see some of all kind But I, I'm really trying to stop. I'm really trying to quit, but just help me and I'll and I'll go ahead and sit down. Look at one person. Look, look at one person. Tell them you don't know my story or the things that I've been through 
you can't or what I had to go through just to get here you'll never understand you'll never understand my praise don't try to figure it out just know my worship just know my worship just know my worship my worship it's for real I've been through too much I've been through too much not to worship Some of all kinds. <laughs> Some of all kinds. Thank God. The net gets some of everybody. Thank God. The net gets some of everybody. <laughs> but I can't sit down without telling you this. And I'm done. The text says, there is coming a day when the net is full after it has picked up some of every kind it will be brought into the shore. And then there will be a separation. The wicked from the just, the righteous from the unrighteous, the believer from the un believer the change from the unchanged and my advice to you my advice to you here in the sanctuary and online my advice to you is this if you find yourself caught by the net if the gospel is reaching you and I know the net is getting to you because you're here, I know it's getting to you because you're online right now, but if you haven't decided to let the Lord change your life, my advice to you is to go ahead and submit to him. Call on him because the time is coming when the net's gonna be brought in and those who have accepted Christ will get to be with him forever. <laughs> if you can hear me, the net has come to you today. Today is the day of salvation. And if you know I'm talking to you, I want you to come here as soon, as quick as you can. If you know you're caught with trying to struggle to get out, let the Lord do what he does. If you know that the gospel is reaching you, come on. Bless you, sir. God bless you. You can have a seat right there. I promise it's the best decision you'll ever make.
you're not too dirty. You haven't been gone too long. You haven't gone too far. Check it out. Listen to me. Hear me. If you're breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. That's whether you're here in the sanctuary or if you're online joining us, you're not sure you're saved, you can be sure. Send us a message. Somebody's looking out for your message right now. And they'll contact you shortly and tell you how you can give your life to Christ. I promise it's the best decision you'll ever make. If you're here and you're not sure, come now. You're not sure you're saved. Come now. The Bible says God loved everybody so much that he gave his only begotten son, his unique one-of-a-kind son, that's Jesus, so that whosoever, anybody who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He didn't send his son to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. That, my friends, that's good news. If you're here and you're not sure, come now. We Come now. Pastor, let me clean some stuff up, and then I'll come. If you, you and I both know, if you could clean yourself, you would have. But thank God for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. That's the first call. You're here. You're not sure you're saved. You're online. You're not sure you're saved. You can be sure today. Second call is this. You know you're saved. You know where you're going to spend eternity. But you feel the tug of the Lord to this place as your church home. If that's you, would you come? If you know the Lord is calling you here to Mount Calvary, come on so that we can be all that he's called us to be. Come on. If you know you're supposed to be here, we need you and you need us. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Those two calls, you're not sure you're saved or if you know the Lord is calling you here. Come on. Minister Stephanie, we're going to add one more call in here today. Here it is. You know you're caught. You know you're caught. The gospel won't let you alone. And you've made a confession. Maybe you joined church even. But you have been off doing your own thing. And you know, and you know you know that it's time to come home. If that's you, come now. If that's you, come now. If that's you, come now. And you don't have to be ashamed because many of us in here have the same testimony. And nobody's going to point a finger at you and say, where you been? We'll just receive you with open arms and say, we're glad you're home. Those three calls. If that's you online, put it in the chat. Somebody will reach out to you very shortly. It's time. It's time. You know you're caught. It's time.
just don't want you to miss it. Just please don't miss it. Everybody is saved. Everybody is where you know you belong. And everybody is all right with where they are. Then let the church say amen. So be it. Brother Aaron, you want to be saved. You're ready to give your life to Christ. Awesome. How, you, how do you feel about that, church? Yeah. I promise you, sir, that's the best decision you'll ever make. I promise you that. All right? We can go ahead and make that confession right now if that's okay. All right? So the Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. You ready to make that confession today? Can you say it with me? Jesus is Lord. Yes, sir. That means he's running things. He's in charge. What's your name? Aaron. He's in charge and Aaron's not. You okay with that? All right. And do you believe in your heart that even though he died, God really got him up from the grave? Yeah, the Bible says you shall be saved. How y'all feel about that? Can't promise you an easy walk, but I promise it's worth it. I promise. Good, good. Who's this? Jayla, she knows she's saved. She knows where she's going to spend eternity, but she knows the Lord wants her here in Mount Calvary. Awesome. Awesome. Praise God. Uh, directly after service, Miss Kim, did you give them instructions already? Great. All right. Just follow her instructions and you'll be good. Wonderful. Uh, come on, Reverend Lee, while we're uh, welcoming people in. There are a couple who gave their lives to Christ and who entered into believers' baptism today. Don't be walking up on me, Deke. I'm some of all kinds. <laughs> the certificate of baptism. Is, present, or is presented to Michael Vineyard Sherman who was baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit on the 21st day of January 2024. God bless Vineyard Sherman. Welcome. 
Well, the best decision y'all ever make. Best, I promise. You both are an answer to prayer. Good, where's your family, Shermans? <laughs> Good. God bless you. We're gonna get ready to give. It is our good pleasure to give back to God out of that which he has given to us. Amen. What's right is right. And we believe that tithing is right. But we don't do it out of legalistic ritual. We don't tithe because if you don't tithe, you're going to hell. That's, Jesus came to fulfill the law, right? The law is fulfilled. He came so that we can do what's right out of love relationship. We're on our way to becoming a 100% tithing church. We believe what the Bible says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse and I'll open up the windows of heaven, pour you out blessings. That's our first area of giving is the tithe. The second area of giving is our benevolence. That's our giving to assist those who find themselves in financial emergency. Every week, people come to the Mount Calvary family for assistance with bills, for assistance with uh, food, for assistance with areas uh, where they find they have come up short. And we want to be able to help as many as we can. The third area of giving is for our building fund. We are not, uh, we're not finished. It's not it as far as construction projects. We have a Bobby J. Winston Community Center to finish that will house our early childhood education center that will house a community space. And then we got a whole block. We have a whole block to do. And can I let you in on a secret? My mom said to me, pardon me, Mother Winston said to me a few weeks ago, she said, I sure would like to live to see the BJW Center. <laughs> that wasn't Mother Winston talking to her pastor. That was mama telling her son, hurry up. <laughs> so we have those three areas of giving. You can, you can text to give at 855 9080710 or you can give by cash app at mtcalmbc or through the givelify app just look for mount calvary tap give and you're done or if you have cash or check put it in an envelope the uh, the deacons and ushers have them and make sure you write your name on it so you can get credit for it in the next tax season and our faithful deacons to receive the offering as we leave. Um, is there anything else that I'm supposed to mention? I think we're good. Don't forget to register. They're out there waiting for you for the conference. Um, yeah, all right. Good. Uh, well, I'm up here, Reverend Lee. I might as well just, uh, just give the benediction. May we stand and receive it? This is, believe it or not, uh, when I started pastoring this great church, I was just 27. <laughs> this is, uh, no, I was 28. I was 28. This is the 20th year 
of pastoring and early in that one of the saints who now sleeps with Jesus one of the saints came up to me referring to one of the other saints and said I know people like that nothing can change them but I want to tell you as I look around in this room full of miracles I want to encourage you that there's nobody that God can't change our net pulls in some of all kinds and to that we say amen. amen now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our savior be glory and majesty no, uh, dominion and power both now and forever in Jesus name Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Are we going to